I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Canto by Dispatch. Today, I'm Brittany, and joining me today, as always, is my friend, Emily Lynn. Hi, Emily. Hi, Brittany. How are you? Um, I have a little bit of a cold, which you might be able to tell. I know, like, at least in my own head, I sound pretty congested. But other than that, I'm okay. How are you doing? Good. Just uh, try not to think about uh, vacationing. Dude, in one week, I will be in Scotland. Like, I will have been there for a few hours. Several hours. No, not several hours. Some hours. I'll be in my hotel. Probably, like, pass the fuck out of sleep. But I'm so happy for you. You gotta let me know when you <laughs> land safely so I know that your plane has made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be yeah. like Ted Lasso, like, checking like, check where your plane is. <laughs> I'll send you my, my flight info. No, but I, I set up the um, international pass for my phone so i can you know text people and shit while i'm over there is that what messed up your texting no that was just so when i set the new phone up like of all the stuff that transferred it didn't like it reset my my messages stuff because like you know you can have with like messaging as opposed to texting you can have like it through the Apple, there's like, you know, like different ways you can have it set up, like which, whether it defaults through your email, your Apple ID or your phone number. And I just had it set to a different one, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. Cause it was funny. Cause I, I texted you about something like really stupid. Like I had this like really stupid conspiracy theory about my personal life uh-huh. and it turned out not to be true. But then like, I was wondering, I was like, is it that stupid that Emily is not responding to my text messages. No, I just didn't get it. Yeah, and then so then you DM me being like, hey, I can't text you. Can you text me? And then I texted you. And at first, like, I realized, like, it's, it it showed up on my screen, but it didn't it didn't say delivered. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. So then I switched some stuff yeah. around. So I think I figured it out. Yeah, well, I'm glad to be able to talk to you again. Yeah, that's good. It's good to be able to talk to you, my friends. Yeah, it was a really quiet weekend. Like I was kind of just like you know, like ponder. You know, you know, you're 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 alone too much by yourself. You start thinking, I'm like, maybe I did something. Maybe I said something. No, I'm kidding. I was just like, maybe yeah, no, what I just, I just said was really stupid. I'm just giving you the silent treatment. 
Yeah. I don't know. It, I feel like if I fucked up, like you would tell me I fucked up and then it would be the silent treatment. I mean, yeah, I don't know that I would tell you, <laughs> but you would definitely know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's happened. No, I don't think so. I don't think I've ever been like, I don't think I've ever been like real pissed at you. I don't think I could ever be mad at you. Aww. I mean, that seems like I know it's you tempting can't... fate, but. I know, but I mean, I, I don't feel like you could, I could say that about you. I feel like I will do something I, stupid. I mean, no, I, look, let's be honest. I I am not the hardest person in the world to piss off. Yeah. Which is amazes me <laughs> that I haven't like done that yet. Like, you know, I've been, you know, treading really safely these past like six or so years so good job it's been a long time hasn't it yeah we know each other for a long time i know i was just i was telling you off air that carlos and i are celebrating five years together tomorrow oh i know we're celebrating by going to costco and getting chinese food that sounds pretty good i know it's one of those where we're like what do you want to do because we're already going to vegas this weekend to for taylor he's seeing john wick i'm seeing taylor so he's more excited yeah, he's more excited for John Wick than for Taylor. So that's your, fun. Yours was a little bit more expensive. Yeah. Yeah, it was. But hey, it's okay. You know, we got to make a trip out of it because I think we're going to go that morning and have like a like a breakfast brunch Ooh, fun. thing. So we might go to the Wicked Spoon at the Cosmo or I'm trying to think of like where else we could possibly go. So if anyone has like any good brunch recommendations in Vegas, like let me know because this episode will probably air on Friday and I'll be there Saturday morning. So that's plenty of time to, you know, jump ship from the Wicked Spoon. But are you excited? Yeah. For the show? Um, I'm trying not to think about it. Okay. I've heard I've heard she's playing like a long one. Yeah. I heard 44 songs. Um, I'm I'm <laughs> that's insane. Oh, it's it's beautiful i i'm trying to stay mostly spoiler free like i know a couple songs that she sings and everything i'm gonna be personally really happy if she sings like um like all too well or like anything from like her original albums i already know like the couple ones that she does like shake it off and like cruel summer cruel summer was a really big one that people wanted to see in concert but then COVID happened and that's been the one that everyone's been really hyping up but I just want to sit there and cry and just stand there and cry and listen to the 10 minute all too well version because like I feel like I've needed that for 10 years. Oh, so, I'm so happy for you. I'm I'm really excited. I didn't think, well, not that I didn't think this day would come, but I I feel like when I saw her for like 1989, that was like when she was leaving her country face and I really loved her country face. And I feel like Mm -hmm. not that now she's accepting it more, but I mean like she's, you know, redoing her masters and like, she's really giving like a new spin to what she had previously put out. And I feel like for fans like me who followed her since the beginning, like I feel like it's such a nostalgic thing to go back and listen to these songs and remember what I was going through and remember how, you know, fucking rough, growing up was and how much I really wanted to see her I I had been on a trip in I think it was in Portland for something we had to do for Rusty and she was having a concert there one of the nights and I really wanted to go but I I had no money so I couldn't and uh, that's always been one of those things I'm like I wish I could have gone to that concert I would have loved that concert and I feel like Saturday will be that concert that like I had always wanted to go to so I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited. 
but it should be fun. She's really good live. Um, she's really interactive with the audience. I'm glad I'm going alone because I would have felt bad if I had to drag Carlos. So <laughs> I'm going to have to warn the people sitting next to me that, hey, I might get a little too much. No, I should be fine. But I'm. it's going to be an experience. Yeah, so I'm very happy for you. Thank you. Yeah, then just prepping for this trip, just trying to figure out. We have lodging fi- figured out and everything. It's just kind of transport and just figuring out like tubes and everything. I think I got that down. Um, transportation in Paris, That's we got that down too. We couldn't find a lot of trains for some reason on the weekends in Bayou. So we're like, let's just stay the night and then spend a day at Con, where we can walk around like beautiful churches and um, museums that are actually open on Sundays, which is nice. So oh, that'll be, that'll be I'm, fun. I'm stoked for that. I'm almost most more stoked for that than Disneyland Paris. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, Disneyland Paris, I, I know like it's something you're excited for, but it's also, it's just a different version of something you've already done as opposed to like a whole new experience. Yeah, it's like the different flavored bag of yeah. Doritos instead of like a whole different brand, brand of yeah. chips. Like it's a good new experience, but sometimes you want like something totally new. Yeah, which I I can't wait for the food. I'm so excited for that shit. Let me tell you, being able to like wake up in the morning in Paris and just walk to a patisserie yeah. and get myself some breakfast, like that's heaven. Kev sent me a link to this like cheesecake place in Edinburgh, which has like 40 different kinds of cheesecake. And let me tell you, they looked pretty fucking dope. And they had like some with like profiteroles on them, which I love a dessert on top of another dessert. I love a good like banana cream oh. cheesecake. Like anything with banana cream. Like there's this, there's this new ice cream place kind of near us. It's called like Handles. And they have like hundreds of flavors. Well, it feels like hundreds of flavors, but it's probably like 30 or 40. And they have this like monkey business ice cream where it's like banana ice cream with caramel and brownies in it. And it is so fucking good. That sounds dope. I always like, um, what's the Ben and Jerry one called? Oh, the banana one. The one with the... The, the one, it's just got, I believe it also has monkey in the title, but... Yeah. I we Carlos always gets that to it. I... It's yeah, it's like banana ice cream and then chocolate chunks. I'm not a fan of the walnuts in that. I'm not really a what is it fucking called? It's I sorry, I have to look it up. It's gonna annoy me that I can't <laughs> think of it. I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about walnuts in my ice cream. I'm okay with almonds in my ice cream, but for some reason walnuts is just not my favorite consistency. It's in Chunky, Chunky monkey. monkey. I was just about to tell Carlos to look in the freezer because there's one in the freezer. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited for food. I'm excited for friends. I'm excited for friends and food. So just to be able to hang out with everyone and eat and drink and talk about how much we hate Star Wars right now. Like, it's just... No, I'm just kidding about the last part, kind of. But I'm... Yeah. I just... I just really want to see my boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, so I'm so happy for you that you get to see your boyfriend. Oh, how's that going? You know, like, I... I feel like 
before I go to a convention, like I feel like I'm always, you know, like I'm I have to make an appointment to get my face waxed. I need to make an a, I need to start like putting in my crest white strips. Like there's definitely like a whole like laundry list of things you feel like you have to do before seeing him, huh? Eh, I mean, yes and no. Like, I'm not, like, I, I, I'm, like, I'm not doing, like, any appointments or anything, but, you know, like, I want, yeah, definitely I want to look good. He's my boyfriend. I haven't seen him in, like, 11 months, so, yeah. Yeah. But. I'm so happy for you. Uh, I can't express enough how happy I am. He's, he's good. Oh, man. Oh, I love love. <laughs> I remember when he was just like the boy and then the, the boyfriend and then now he's Kev. Like he's just evolved so much. You know those like books about like metamorphosis where like starts off as a fish and then it's a man. That's what Kev has turned into. And that just makes me so happy. Well, yeah, because you don't want to necessarily like talk about shit publicly right away. Mm-hmm. Like especially long distance, and you don't know what's gonna happen. But yeah, I know. I mean, Carlos and I were were long distance ish. I mean, we're two hours from each other. Nothing compared to you guys. So I I remember feeling yeah, that too. Yeah, you didn't need a going... passport to go see him. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't need a passport. I just needed a driver's license and some gas. But now I never want to drive again. It's fantastic. <laughs> Perfect. Have you done anything cool or exciting or fun this week or watched anything good? What have I done? I haven't really done much this week. I took Carlos on a very long walk because I had worked in the morning and I was like, hey, I have to test a new running trail. Why don't I take you with me? We can walk it and get sushi afterwards. And he was mostly okay with it until he realized it was like six, seven miles long. (laughs) But we got sushi in the middle of it, which was nice because... We tried one of our sushi restaurants in our area. That's always nice to know that you live by somewhere with, like, good food. And I I love our area so much. It's just one of the things where it's, like, I never have to worry about, like, just – I love it here. So I'm really happy about that. Um, We've just been binging alone. We love seeing our people catch fish on their island, Vancouver, or Patagonia. Yeah, Patagonia, which – that seemed delight, mostly delightful, except everyone kept uh, being or kept getting kicked off because of starvation. They had to send some people to the hospital, which I'm sorry, what good. the fuck are you talking about? Oh, Alone. There's a show called Alone where they're on an island. I yeah, I you said binging alone, and I didn't capitalize alone in my head. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that makes hey, wait. Sense. S- speaking of clarifying things. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I I was reading a diary entry the other week and I don't know why but in my brain I thought I said put out like like that cuz I I think the sentence was cuz I wouldn't put out and I accidentally had said I think that I wouldn't pull yeah, out. And so I questioned you on that because I was very confused. But, and then you repeated it. And I'm like, she must be saying put out. I must just be hearing her wrong. <laughs> well, what was funny is that like that night, like I was like thinking about it. I was almost I was almost going to text you and because I almost thought like, did she not like that? I said that. And so I was like, hey, I was going to be like, hey, like, do you want to just take out the 
the the diary entry out because I was just like, oh, why was she so weirded out about that? Was it because I was a minor and, and like pull, like saying because I was fucking confused? Yeah, but to set the record straight, I wouldn't put out. I wouldn't touch the peen. But yeah, I wouldn't put out. So you can put that on books, put that on shirts. We don't put out on Canto Bite. Or as someone <laughs> that's free, yeah, we don't pull out, which that's concerning for other reasons. I mean, but I, I don't know. I mean, I could go way further than I need to about pulling out, but. Okay, let's, yeah, let's let's move on. Let's let's just have our listeners imagine that. But I started shrinking the show, <gasps> and I love it so much that I can't continue watching it because it makes me so sad seeing Harrison Ford, knowing that he has Parkinson's in the show and that he's gonna die. So I can't do that to myself. <laughs> I finally so good on that show. I finally understand because you would always talk about shows that like you can't like you you can't watch it like you know season two season three is up you're like I can't watch it like I I don't want to attend I'll be like oh okay like yeah that's cool but like I had never felt like that before and this is the first time I've ever watched something and been like I can't finish this. (laughs) I don't think he's dying anytime soon, but I don't know like the. I, I love him so much. Like I just I didn't know how much I loved him until I saw him in something like this. He's like it just so funny on it, but also like so so it's so like the stuff with his daughter, uh, and the stuff with Paul. Yeah, like the stuff with his like I just he's so good. I know. I think I only got through like three episodes because I got to the point where Jason Siegel was thanking him for the stuff that he was doing with his daughter because he didn't know about the visits. Yeah. I love Sean. Oh, yeah. Sean's great. He is so great. Um, I I think it's interesting, like how they how this show is just about like therapists and how like they kind of butt into or like these therapists are like butting in too much on like life and everything and it's really entertaining and it's also like really funny yeah i i and i love um oh i can't remember her name Kristen miller is the is the actress the the neighbor lady oh she's great i've always i've always loved her she was on scrubs quite a bit and she was on the drew carey show back in the day but as the like rich bored suburban empty nester mom she's perfect and i'm so i'm so glad how the show moved because you know i watched the pilot and i'm like i don't like the whole you know like oh his wife is dead and he's sad and he's doing a bunch of drugs and hiring sex workers i'm like i don't want to watch a show about that but because my friend steve liked it so much he's like no 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 keep watching it it's really good and so i'm like okay fine and then i watched episode 2 and it turns into like very much like ted lasso a show about being nice to people and and being like funny but still like sweet without being like cloying and annoying and so i was really happy with that yeah i know i was really happy with that too like the whole you know, Jason Siegel like feels like he's kind of having this like interesting relationship with the people that he's, you know, working for. So 
I thought that was an interesting twist that he's doing things he probably shouldn't, you know, like telling someone they should dump their stupid boyfriend or telling them or, you know, putting them in a boxing ring and say, okay, fight. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that's very interesting. Um, and all the stuff with his daughter is just heartbreaking and, you know, just talking about how fucking awful death is and how <coughs> awful, like, losing a parent is or losing a wife or something or going through a divorce. Like, it's all really real life things and... It's a really good watch, and it's a watch that I will convince myself to continue, but I just fucking love Harrison Ford so much that, like, I can't do it because once I've watched all the episodes, then, like, that's all the Harrison Ford I'm getting. Like, it's – he doesn't do TV, Emily. Like, it just – it's, like it, – and he's in his prime right now. Like, he's, like, grumpy, wonderful old man, and I fucking love him so much, and I know that I won't love him as much as in, with Indiana Jones as I do here because – He's a goddamn cartoon character in Indiana Jones. So, yeah, it's going to be hard, but he's so good on the show. And it's, I'm just really glad to see somebody manage to really showcase that. And Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso writes on this show. Oh, he's so good, too. I know I was reading online that um, prior to filming and everything, Harrison Ford had. Um, created his office like he had like picked like accessories and picked like tables Aww. or picked chairs and everything because he's like yeah my character has Parkinson's so he needs a, a chair with with arms so I thought that was like really cool and like shows how like how as an actor he's really thinking about the character and the scenario and I read a bunch of other interviews about how like really into like this character that he's gotten in because it's like he's Harrison Ford's been through some shit I mean he's had a couple of divorces you know a lot of life changes you know just he's had a really interesting life yeah no that's great so. I'm glad that he is, seems to be happy doing something I'm happy for him what have you been watching um, let's see, Shrinking, which we talked about, and Top Chef, and Ted Lasso. What'd you think of this week's Ted Lasso? Really, really liked it. Um, I'm, I was very happy that I seem to have been right and spotting Trent Crim's name in the opening credits last week that he would have a bigger role this season because it definitely seems like we'd be seeing a lot of him. I think that is a great dynamic to add to the show. Um, I love Trent. Oh, he's awesome and his hair is so great. I thought the stuff with him and Roy was fabulous. I really liked Ted calling out Roy on his bullshit. Uh, you have to push Ted pretty far to do that, which Roy seems to realize. I thought the idea that Roy has been walking around with that newspaper clipping in his wallet since he was 17 is pretty devastating. What an ego crush. I don't blame him now that he was such a meanie head to Trent because... Yeah, just the internet and people can be cruel. They say it fucking stays with you. You know, there's things that have been said to me like 10, 15 years ago that like still stick with me. Yeah, and then Roy, like, Roy yeah. I can't imagine like, having to read that. Roy says, you know, like I was 17. And what and what I like about the show and what I like about about the character of Trent is he seems to really hear that. And he's like, yeah, I was I was young too and I was trying to 
feel like be edgy and I was a piece of shit and I'm sorry. Um, I really liked that. I am. Look, it's a good thing I trust this show as much as I do. Because the thing with this new Italian player, I'm a little wary of. Because I feel like, how do you do that story differently than they already handled the Jamie stuff with the guy who has the ego that's too big for the club and isn't a team player? But no, but I'm saying like, how do you make that story different? Because we've done it with Jamie. So, but I do trust the show. So this whole Zava thing has to be something else. But I just don't know what yet. I just still feel for Rebecca that she still feels that she needs to one-up Rupert on everything. Like, just how heartbreaking that is. And just the snide comments that he says to her about how, like, if something gets old, he moves on to the next thing. Dude, like, he's just such I a piece of shit. So um, the, the scene with, with Rebecca and Keely when Rebecca was talking about how she and Rupert got together really hit me hard this this kind of like this this you know like real intense charm offensive love bombing shit that draws you in and like you become consumed by it and then one day it just stops and how fucking awful that is uh that one really hit home um i think I think it real, um, like, look, I, like, I'm always, I was gonna, you know, like, everybody hates Rupert, I was gonna hate Rupert no matter what, but I think that piece of it, I feel really personally, like, when you're, you really, you know, you think you are in love with somebody and they turn out to be a fucking awful psychopath, so, yeah, I love Rebecca, and I love her friendship with Keely, but, man, that was heartbreaking. Yeah, and especially when they're having that conversation, he's all laughing and, you know, has that smile, that, like, glowing, beautiful smile with Zava or whatever the fuck his name is and just feeling just the hurt that she feels. And especially, like, with their conversations and with the one-upping that she feels like she has to do. I just can't wait till it gets to the point where she stops caring what he thinks. But, I mean, I feel like that's so relatable, you know, for going through a breakup or just going through, like, a life change and just, like, that's something that we carry with us, like, no matter how much time goes by. Like, just kind of the feeling, the need to, like, yeah, I'm doing better. Yeah, you know, just feeling... I don't know. It's hard to articulate, but yeah, no matter what, like if Rebecca is definitely over, over him, but it just, that's something that's really hard to get over, you know, the manipulation and the love bombing tactics, like that shit stays with you. Well, especially when there's no like comeuppance on his end. Mm -hmm. Like, he got divorced and is like besides losing Richmond, like his life just goes on and he's still rich and has a young hot wife and it's, you know, like people fucking love him and think he's charming and wonderful. And it fucking sucks to be the person who knows better sitting back and watching that. 
Like it doesn't matter if you've moved on. It's not about that. It's like you, you, you want some sort of justice. Like it can't just be you're happy now. It's you like, we want to be like, okay, but they get to be happy too. And that's stupid. You shouldn't be happy. Yeah, and it's, like, it's so fucking stupid because not only, like, should they not be happy, but also, like, people shouldn't be fucking still talking to them, you know, or praising them or their work. And I'm definitely taking this outside of what's going on in Ted Lasso. <laughs> but it just makes me so fucking angry when people who get praise, like, shouldn't fucking get it. And then we have to sit here and stay silent. Like, what the fuck is that, Emily? What the literal fuck is that? Like, it's just, it's so stupid. It makes me so mad that... We went through shit and you know, we just have to watch, wait, not like watch and wait, wait for the shit to burn. And sometimes it's going to take like five years when it should take five minutes. It should take five minutes. It should take a second for someone to realize that, hey, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Life sucks. <laughs> it has beautiful things in it, but sometimes just things in life suck and that's so relatable on this show and uh, I feel for Keely for what Keely's going through for with her new work and I really like though that she's trying to become friends with the people that she's worked with or just to become like a person that they can talk to or just an actual person like I love the interactions that she had with what was her name? Rebecca? Not Rebecca. Barbara. Rebe I don't know. Barbara. Yeah. And, you know, talking about her snow globes and yeah. hyping I, her up about that shit. The show is so good at that because I fucking hate it. Like, I was like, no, I don't hate her in like, you know, like, don't want her on the screen because she's very funny. I like that actress a lot. But she's, you know, you, you that first episode when she's just harping about, you know, the, the flower budget. And then this episode when she's super rude to Kaylee's friend. But then you see those snow globes and it just made me really sad for her. Like her whole life was just going around to city to city and no wonder she doesn't, you know, feel the need to do team bonding or getting to know to people. Cause look how many fucking snow globes she had. If she's getting a snow globe in every like city she gets sent to, holy shit. Like you don't get close to anybody cause you're just going to be moving on in a couple of months. Yeah, I can't wait for Keely to turn that situation around and become make that workplace become like more enjoyable because I know that's what re yeah. what she really wants. I worry about her friend though. I hope her friend doesn't do that because that that's always like the cringiest thing for me when I'm watching a show or something is like when someone trusts someone and then yeah. like they let them down like horribly. Yeah. Like I hate that trope. Yeah. I hate oh, it. Also, I love but... all of the reactions to people finding out that Keely and Roy had broken up very very funny one thing i liked is when isaac tells jamie after reading their body language and keelik walks off and jamie goes down the hall and you think he's going to follow her and instead he goes to talk to roy yeah it was really like, nice that was like a lot really of character cool. development it was a funny scene between the two of them when he goes in to hug them he goes in to hug roy and roy just shoves it he's like you came at me too fast <laughs> <laughs> poor 
Poor Roy. I mean, Roy will figure it out. I, I think that Roy is just, he's going through a lot right now. And especially like him opening up about being back at Chelsea and how like part of him regrets leaving and just all the emotions that like came with that. That yeah, was really I, deep for Roy. When the whole stadium, even though, you know, like they're the away team, when the whole stadium started doing the, the he's here, he's there, he's every fucking where up chant, I just warmed my heart. Yeah, he's he's so good. The show is just really it's, good. It is. That's the thing. It's just really good. And it's funny and sweet and it makes me happy. And Roy and Kitty need to get back together or I'm going to be mad at the show forever. I know they. Roy needs to stop blaming Keely for working too much when she's literally. I don't even think for it's this. That entirely. I think part of it is him thinking that he will hold her back. Because there's that thing from um, from last season when she has the the is it Vanity Fair shoot, and he's talking mm-hmm. about how. Like he was just looking at the pictures of her and she's like, you know, that he didn't, they didn't use any of the ones with him and how unnecessary he seemed. And so I think that's probably part of it. And he's also, also he's a big dummy. That's so sad. Uh, but again, like everybody, like, like Beard, who had left the room and was going to tense, hears that Roy's the one who dumped her and like runs back in. He's so good. Oh, love that guy. Hate that Jane is jealous of his intense relationship, though. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, <laughs> they're. <laughs> Jane Jane is an interesting character. I don't I still don't know quite how I feel about her. Yeah. I don't know. I enjoyed that episode though. Everyone says that's like the worst episode of Ted Lasso is the Coach Beard episode, but I liked it. I fucking love it. I like I get that it's not gonna be everybody's cup of tea because it's very different, but he's it's I just think it's excellent. Hmm. Oh, um I watched Bad Batch. Did you watch Bad Batch? Oh, I did. I, I watched it all bundled it up in bed this morning because the rain woke me up at like four o'clock. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I'm, I'm going to watch Bad Batch. What do you think? Doctor Scary. <gasps> right? Yeah, Scary. We have the Scary Doctor now. I mean, he was more villainous than, than the other guy. So, I mean, it, it's Scary Doctor. It doesn't get any fucking worse than that. Well, especially because he's so calm and he's got the real like NPR soothing I'm being completely rational voice I'm gonna get the the probe droid in here and you're never gonna leave <laughs> dude uh, I love seeing Echo again that was nice uh, tech giving Omega flying lessons adorable Who would have known, Emily? Who would have known that we would have fallen in love in the show? I didn't know it was going to be a show about finding family. And I am a sucker for a show about that. And I didn't know how adorable Omega was going to be. Because Star Wars has a bad track record when it comes to kids. But instead, we got Omega and she is the best. And I love her. And I also love Crosshair now. And I'm very worried about him. 
And I love that his immediate reaction was, fuck no, they're not going to go after them and they're not going to take Omega. I got to warn them. No matter what, that's what I got to do. The loyalty the Crosshair has to his brothers and Omega is way more than I ever thought. Because I, for a second, really thought that he was going to go after them. But then he'd be like, hey, guys, I'm here to go after you. But um, people are after you. Like, get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah, I, I'm i happy that they're on that island all secluded and everything. It was nice seeing Echo. And I love Echo's little crew. I love that they're saving clones. I think that's so wonderful and precious. And you yeah. guys see Senator Tucci? Sen- Senator Tucci? Yeah, and I like, oh, Wrecker and his fish. He was so happy about that fish. And he just likes helping the town and building things and being the big strong guy who can help people by being a big strong guy. I hope he stays on that island. I want them all to stay on the island. Look, I know that it's not, that's not what the show is going to be, but I would watch a whole show of them just being on the island. They could just have fun little island adventures. They don't need the Empire and shit coming after them. Just like a, oh, the little monkey creature stole the fruit that we need and then they go after the little monkey creature i'll watch six episodes of that and the monkey creature has children and they're all gonna name them after the bad batch it can be wrecker <laughs> jr and omega jr yeah so the finale of that's next week right because it's two episodes oh, yeah i'm gonna watch it with my boyfriend oh i'm so happy for you you watch uh the mandalorian yeah i watched it when i got home from work today look i will say it's the best episode of the season but that is not saying a whole lot um look i'm not gonna rag on them bringing that on my best i like kudos to the show for doing it i'm glad the fandom has really embraced him it's cool to see him i I don't I don't think the episode is great, but that was a really nice move on on John and Dave's part. Yeah, you can definitely smell this was a John and Dave episode from the very first scene to the last, but I also I'm nothing bad to say because you know it it was one of those things where I saw him at first and I was like that's I I wasn't in denial at first, but when we got a when we got a clear shot of him, I'm like, oh man, that's Ahmed Best, and I'm so happy for him. He did he was really yeah, he good. Was, he was good, and I like I you know I thought that like I thought the scenes were fine. Like I had no problem with that part of the episode. Um, part of the problem is now fighting against not caring anymore like I don't I don't know how they win me back like this episode isn't like terrible but what I already don't care and then I'm just like okay well the little baby Yoda is cute uh I hate the little baby Yoda force jumps uh I, I always think force jumping looks bad like it's just goofy as hell but when you just have a little baby Yoda doing it ridiculous I, I I do like that the Mandalorians have little uh, paint darts. I liked his walking, though. Did you like the, <sighs> the waddle? waddle? 
Yeah, I love a waddle. I love the waddle. Um, I also liked in the beginning when he's sitting in the sand watching the crabs because I thought he was force moving rocks. But then, no, it was crabs that were walking around. Just, yeah. just Grogu and his crabs. I found, I find Bo-Katan less annoying when she has the helmet on. Uh, oh god, well, I agree. Like, I talked about the fact that I think Katie Sackhoff is a fine voice actress. Like, I didn't think she was bad in the cartoons. Like, I didn't like. I, I didn't look. I didn't think she was amazing or anything. But I thought she was fine. But it's when I like saw her face where I'm like, oh, man, this chick sucks. So I thought she was better for the most part. Um. <laughs> okay. When they go to rescue. The, the kid from the pterodactyls. Am I supposed to find that scene hilarious? Because I think I'm supposed to find it like exciting and scary when the guy gets like scooped up by the bird and then he almost feeds like the guy to the little baby birds. But instead, I could not stop laughing because it looked like fucking Jason and the Argonauts, like claymation shit. The birds were just, everything was just weird. Like the, the birds and just the whole story of, oh no, the foundling was taken by the bird. We got to find the bird. Like this is something about like Dave's plot lines are just like so basic. And I just love that this episode was just basically a, we rescue the foundling from the bird and Grogu, the Grogu has a I like the stuff with Grogu and the armor. I think the armor is really fucking cool. Um. Mm-hmm. I don't want the little baby to become a Mandalorian. Um, yeah, I, I he should just stay a baby. Like, why does the baby have to work? I, yeah, I, like, I don't want to see the no. little baby join the cult. I am, however, surprised by how much I liked the the stuff at the end with the armor and Bo-Katan. I think it's partially is just, again, I really fucking like the armor. But... It, I mean, it also helps that she had the helmet on. I, th- there's something interesting in there with Bo-Katan who has been given Mando so much shit about how he's in a cult. She sees one magical fucking dinosaur and is like, okay, maybe no, maybe the cult's real. It's all it takes, Emily, like to see a dinosaur, just like you, how you're going to see the Loch Ness monster next week. Oh my God, like, am I going to see the Loch Ness monster and become a Scientologist? You know what? As cool as it would be if you and Tom Cruise shared a room together, I don't think you're going to be a Scientologist necessarily. I think that you're just, you're going to, um, you'll believe in the Mandalorian. Like that will be like your thing where just you're going to be like, you're going to wake up after seeing the Loch Ness and be like, I'm getting the Mandalorian tattooed on my ass. <laughs> okay. Yeah, good good progress. Um, I I do love how the little baby birds are now foundlings. Yeah, I, what the fuck are they gonna do with those things? I don't know, but I'm just so happy that they have a home now because you know mom's dead. So you know what? They're all gonna be your moms now. I mean, it's nice that they didn't leave them there to starve. Yeah. 
I'm happy about that. I'm happy that the Mandalorians aren't as cold as any other normal person would be. I mean, who knows? Maybe someone would have wanted to eat the little birds. I mean, but, they're pretty you know, the little birds. There's a lot of meat on those birds. No, I know, but I, mean, I think the Mandalorians have food. But, I mean, hey, maybe the baby birds will help them get food. And they'll all be able to share food. So it's a win-win situation for everyone. Oh, yeah, we're totally going to see somebody flying on those birds. Oh, man. Yeah, Grogu is going to control them like a puppet. <laughs> like the puppet he is. He's a really cute puppet, though. I know. He is cute. I know. And I keep having to remind myself that's Pedro under there. Well, I mean, I, it, if you gave me $100... And asked me to name every time that's actually Pedro, Pedro underneath that mask. Like I couldn't, I, I couldn't do it because like I'm starting to think that more of the, like seventy five percent of the time it's not. Oh, him no, I don't there, think. Which so, I mean, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't matter. But yeah, it's just mostly the stunt guys who are really cool, and every time they come to celebration, they talk about like the stunt work they do. Like they're really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. But. I just miss seeing Pedro's face. I mean, I saw Pedro's face for like face for like ten weeks because of The Last of Us. So. Yeah, man. And he just, I just went, he went all the way to fucking Mandalore. He almost got eaten by a minosaur. You can't take his helmet on again yet. I know. I just like get so impatient, you know. Like we got to see Bo Katan headless for a couple days, and I want to see Pedro headless. Yeah, I'd much rather see him than her. I don't know. I just, I mean, I guess I'll keep watching it. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe Ahmed will come back, but we don't know what happened to Grogu after all that, after the interesting chase and everything. I personally love that Ahmed was flying the the, the Naboo cruiser. Like, that was something where I'm like, oh, that's fate because Jar Jar's from Naboo. I love a good Naboo cruiser. That made me so fucking happy. That was cute. I'm so fucking happy for Ahmed. Like, I'm I'm really happy that that worked out and that he was able to do that and that people are actually fucking nice to him again. And I hope he's not getting shit for this because he shouldn't. Um, yeah, no. Um, he, he seems like a super good dude. Yeah, no matter what, what I think about this episode, I'm, I'm really happy for him. I'm glad that he got this opportunity to shine. I'm really glad that John and Dave gave him that opportunity because it could have been any... Any random person except Mace Windu. That was the reason why jo- why Grogu escaped. And I'm so happy that that Mace Windu thing is trash. Because <laughs> I was really fearing for a second that this was going to be the Mace-, <coughs> the Mace Windu thing. But thank God it wasn't. Because I think for years people had thought that M- Mace Windu was the reason why Grogu escaped the temple. I don't know, man. People in this fandom latch on to weird theories with absolutely no evidence to it whatsoever i know well shit they were like that like that for ahsoka for years then she ended up so i think that really gave them hope to kind of dream big but who knows who knows what else will happen but yeah the season sucks but that's okay terrible yeah it's really fucking bad they should have just ended it out of season two um it's just when something just gets so big it's really hard to keep it big and you know, that's really fucking hard. So, you know, I, I couldn't be able to do it. It's one of those where it's like, well, you talk shit about it, Brittany, but you wouldn't be able to do that. I, yeah, I have no skills in directing and writing and and everything. Like, I get it. It just, it's not my thing. And good for you if it is. It, 
just not my thing. I like Bad Batch. I'll I'll stick in my Bad Batch corner with Emily, and we'll go show. we'll go to our Bad Batch panel that we'll get into. Hopefully, did you send in your panel reservations? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I sent mine in too. Hopefully, I did them correctly. Hopefully, I'll get into everything to avoid um, last celebration. Yeah, I gotta say, I'm not particularly bothered this year. I just like panels because I like the opportunity to see things that people don't get to see or that will see like 10 seconds after I do. Like, I don't know why I, I, it is not my favorite trait I have for myself, but I just, I love getting information. Like I love some good fucking tea and I will wait two hours and stress about it for a week to get some good tea that everyone else will get too. But like, I just like, I love the experience of being in a panel so much. I think that's really what it is. Like I can be in a panel about grilled cheese and be excited, you know? I know I get that. I just, I don't know. Like, maybe if I were more excited about the new Indiana Jones movie, I'd be more excited about that Lucasfilm panel. Yeah. And then them canceling Willow, or did it get uncanceled? Or am I hearing? What? I don't know. I thought I, I heard somewhere heard that. that it got uncanceled. But yeah, it's probably still canceled. That's a bummer, because they were really hyping that up last celebration. And it, it looked really good. In the first couple episodes I watched of it, like, were beautifully done. I just guess the the plot just wasn't that good. I didn't watch a single second of that show. Yeah, I I love that Warwick Davis though. I and his daughter was in it too, which was like really cute. No, I so I mean I just have no. I mean I watched Willow as a kid, but I have it's not one of my like nostalgic. Ooh, I need that. Like, yeah, I. I didn't really enjoy Willow. I watched it earlier this year. I mean, Val Kilmer's cool, but Val, Val Kilmer's also kill, cool in Top Gun. You need to watch that new Top Gun movie, Emily. It's really good. It's, nope. It's really good. Nope. It's a re- yeah, some real fucking good military propaganda that I'm never going to watch. <sighs> Val Kilmer's in it, but he's not in it for long. Oh no, the dude is dude is not doing well. Well, I think that's really it. There's just not any other Star Wars news, and we're going to celebration soon, so we're kind of waiting around for that, and we're waiting around for see if we get into panels and other miscellaneous shit. So. Yeah, this is our yeah. last episode before before celebration. Yeah, so we will we'll be off for a few weeks. Yeah. How exciting. But don't worry, because other podcasts will be like insane people who record at celebration. Yeah, Josh Chapman. <laughs> Star Wars spelled out. Yeah, like if you want to know what's happening at celebration, follow Josh. Subscribe to Star Wars Spelled Out. He'll be doing tons of shit. Yeah, he's fantastic. I, I love his ability to go around and doing that every day. Like, you know, like especially like I would see at Celebration, Eric would do that too. And Eric's all fucking fancy with his little suitcase with his fucking microphone and everything. And I'm like, I can barely write about a Disney panel, a live tweet about a Disney panel. How could so- How could someone... <laughs> Every day, go to celebration and interview like friends and other things about what's going on, and then be able to like upload it. 
Like that's just that. I don't know. I commend them for that. No, that that cuts into my hanging out with my friends and drinking time. That's a lot. Yeah. So no, we're not going to be recording during the celebration. We will be drinking, and there'll be many tweets and many pictures. Yeah, we'll be, you know, doing British shit. Man. I'm so excited. Eat fish and chips and beer that I won't drink. I'll probably drink uh, other drinks, but fish and chips. Mm, Fish and chips is good. Good tartar sauce. It's all about the tartar sauce. Oh, no. Vinegar. Oh, that's interesting. Malt vinegar. That's the way to go. Did they have tartar sauce right there? I have no idea. I don't like tartar sauce. Tartar sauce is gross. Well, I guess we'll find out. (laughs) I mean, like, obviously, like, I know they have, like, tartar sauce. Like, I'm just wondering, like, as, like, like, a condiment side for your fish and chips, if if they have tartar sauce. And, like... I have no no idea how common it is over there. If anyone can tell me, like, which, like, fish and chips place has, like, the best tartar sauce, like, let me know so I can judge it. Because I can't even... I think the best... I'm trying to think of the best fish and chips I've ever had. I mean, I had some pretty good fucking fish and chips when I was at Epcot, but, like, that doesn't count. I mean, kind of, because, I mean, you're at Epcot. It's a world showcase. You know, they're trying to showcase the foods from different countries and yada, 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 and fish and chips were there, and they're really fucking good. But I need, I need, to, get, I need to, to experiment with real food in real places that aren't incorporated with the Walt Disney Company. Yeah. I think, I think probably you'll be able to find some fish and chips that are not Disney branded. It's going to be really hard, but I think I'll do it. We have a lot of friends that know where to eat, what to do, where to be. So I'll just gravitate towards them and they'll guide me to the correct chips and fish. <laughs> there you go. So yeah. <coughs> I think that's it. Is there anything else that we need to do? No, let's end this episode before I die. That's a great point. All right. Where can we find you in the podcast and social media? Um, I am at EF Lind on Twitter and Instagram. The show is at Candlebite Pod. You can send us email, candlebitepod at gmail.com. We might even read it. Um, Brittany, where are you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Canto Brit. Sweet. All right. Uh, We will talk to you after celebration. Bye. Bye. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go It's time to serenade my girl Lindo Sorry the ladies where I had to say no But if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto No shame in the game Make even Rogue One seem tame But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main Yeah, that's fire Love on the rocks leaves the love on my socks Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked Especially when y'all truly whips out his cock Canto bite Episode 100 Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo My girls E&B deserve congratulations Our adulation for the weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends
dudes, this is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches, give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches, this one's for my bitches, only for the bitches, throw your hands up bitches, all my canto bitches, start off with my Aussies, Catherine's a sweet one, brought cash into lunch with canto bitch number one, Josh made it a team and had bourbon and cornflakes, the kind of ice cream that made him show me his O face, got to meet Turbo and throw back some brew, fish tacos and San Fran, you know we approve, Rebecca from Perth, I haven't met you yet, last shout to Fruity dude, I didn't forget, this is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches, give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches, this one's for my bitches, only for the bitches, throw your hands up bitches, all my canto bitches, Rabia and Adele often email the show, I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso, Jesse McGee busted a rap for me, met her and horse B at Scum and Villainy, King Tom, Death Watch, the most regal of fathers, got to behold the luscious locks of Strata, shouted Rusty last time, so I shout a Raj too, you know the list ain't complete without lesson boo, this is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches, give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches, this one's for my bitches, only for the bitches, throw your hands up bitches, all my canto bitches, now if I didn't say your name, don't feel no shame, you love the fun, the games, and refresher bangs, hang on every word of Lindo's fanfic, where she describes every vein in Mendo's dick, spread the word, maybe buy a t-shirt, I don't know, maybe ask the girls if Yaddle squirts, take your CBD, send in your top threes, and you'll always be a bitch like me. Get him, Eric.